By the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, June 24th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with NBA D-League draft expert, Jerem Jordan. Heck to the no, man. No, although I had fun watching the NBA draft, for the most part, uh, last night. Watched about eh, the first round. There are a lot of dudes I've never heard of. Seriously? And so so I'm not that interested. Which is funny because 21 years ago today, I moved to Utah, okay? Uh, and as an 11-year-old, and Jaron Hyatt and Russell Malloy came over to my house, and they said, hey, uh, do you want to come play basketball with us? And I said, no, I'm listening to the NBA draft on the radio. What a little nerd. <laughs> they were so nice to come over and invite me, and I'm like, I need to hear Joe Smith and Rasheed Wallace and Kevin Garnett on the radio. Joe Smith, the number one pick out of Maryland that never developed. He played decent. Yeah, he wasn't number one pick quality. Ben Ugh. Simmons is really good. Yeah, but there's not there wasn't a lot of good players in the draft last night, right? Yeah, I just like so and so from Croatia. I'm like, yeah, woo, woo. like Chris Mirchosic paved seen the that way guy play. for these guys, right? Vladi Divac, and I mean that's that's not saying they can't play because a guy Drazen like Petrovic, all those guys. like Kristaps Porzingis from New York. The Knicks fans booed heavily when they drafted him. He's awesome. They should have booed at the time. That was fair. You don't know everything in the moment. You just know what you know right then, right? They should boo. They draft Kristaps Porzingis. Well, now it's obvious. I'm saying <laughs> in that moment they were right to do that. They didn't know who it was, who he was. That's becoming the trend. We will have more on that in just a bit. Oh, by the way, the big sky is, uh, is jumping things a little bit on, on what, what network BYU and Southern Utah are going to be on. So on their website, uh, bigskyconf.com, it says that BYU and Southern Utah is live on BYU TV. That's news to us, which is very exciting. <laughs> Obviously, uh, that is the most likely game for us as we, we probably get the FCS opponent. And uh, we'll see what else. But um, I was really hoping BYU would get UCLA and Mississippi State personally, but I am I imagine they'll be on any. Yeah, we're, ESPN we're still too, we're still you know? working on the Mississippi State <laughs> game. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines: Taylor Sander and Team USA volleyball in the middle of a match with Belgium right now in Rome, Italy. That match is tied at one set apiece. The USA will play Australia and Italy over the next couple of days as well. And set three underway, it's 1-1. So uh, good luck to those guys. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays continue playing the second round of the PGA National in Bethesda, Maryland. They're on the course right now, and they it looks like they're playing together today, which is cool. Daniel Summerhays is one under through 12, and uh, Zach Blair through 12 as well is even. Got a couple of guys in the Professional Golfers Association, it's, huh? It's fun that at uh, you know 10 a.m. local time, noon Eastern time, that... Taylor Sander is playing volleyball in Rome, and we're watching it live on NBC, you know, live extra, and we're paying attention to the PGA Tour. They're on the course. That's fun. There's always stuff going on. There's always stuff going on. What are you doing on June June 24th? We watch volleyball and golf, baby. (laughs) BYU and Fresno State football are in final negotiations to play at the Oakland Coliseum, home of the Raiders and the Oakland A's, in November of 2017. That according to a document from the Board of Commissioners for the Coliseum. Now, we know that BYU is playing at Fresno State already, but the news is where, so they could play a neutral site at the Oakland Coliseum. Another NFL stadium. That could, yes, that could be cool. Will it be an NFL stadium in 2017? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It'll at least be a Major League Baseball stadium. Good point. The NBA draft was last night. West Coast Conference Player of the Year Kyle Collinsworth was not. 
picked. Neither was Kyle Wilcher, by the way. But DeMontis Sabonis was uh, a lottery pick to the Magic, then traded to the Thunder. Best name last night? My buddy uh, Pierre Nujum is a sportscaster in Sacramento, and the Kings drafted a guy with the last name Papagianis. Okay? So he tweeted out the following. <laughs> better ingredients, better basketball, Papagianis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's good. Sometimes I want to walk into stores and say their themes out loud. Like I want to walk into Home Depot and like, more saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. And see if like anyone will cheer. It never happens. Or you get like a discount or something. Yeah, 20, 10%. 20%, 20%, 20% off my entire purchase? Huh? Huh? Awesome. I'll tweet about it. Oh, rise and <laughs> shout, everyone. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The new dynamics of the NBA draft. In 1989, the NBA draft went to just two rounds, and in the last 27 years, it's becoming more and more difficult to get in the league, especially if you are playing Division I college basketball. Well, wait, now how in the world does that make sense? Last night, 60 picks come and go. No Kyle Collinsworth drafted. BYU's been shut out of the NBA draft for five years. There were a bunch of other big-name programs shut out, too. But let's go a step further with BYU in our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Heck yes. Since the draft went to two rounds in 1989, BYU has produced six NBA draft picks. Since 89. 89 was Michael Smith. He will join us coming up. First rounder. So, knee-jerk reaction for that is, what? world is ending? With no draft picks? What is happening? What, Cyclops? At least turn what? on the lights when you put yeah. on the Cyclops. It there makes, you go. It makes me a little bit nauseous, but okay. <laughs> Listen. Thank you, Mets. Okay, just, <laughs> just settle down. Is it really that big of a deal that BYU has only had one draft pick in the last five years, that being Jimmer Fredette? Answer that with your thoughts on today's Twitter question. Why is it important for BYU basketball to produce NBA draft picks? Or is it? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Twiggearstone. It shows that you have talented players on your team. Talent leads to wins and recognition. Brings better recruits. I proposed this idea yesterday uh, in our pre-show meeting for today. Um, And I was convinced that BYU needed more NBA draft picks. But as we dug into it, and as we looked at the dynamics of the NBA draft and how many foreigners go and how many uh, you know, like upperclassmen go in the draft and how many whatevers go. I looked at this, and I've pulled back on my expectation of BYU in the NBA draft. I was, con- I was convinced that BYU needed to produce one every four or five years. Every four or five years. But as we looked at the numbers, since 89, it's, BYU has produced a draft pick every four and a half years. It was exactly the number that I thought would be good. But that's not good enough. I thought it needs to be every three years. But as I looked at the dynamics of the draft, it's just hard. It's just hard to be drafted. And it's becoming harder because of social media and access and recruiting. Like you and can Croatia. Re- you can recruit the <laughs> world now on yes. social media. You can upload highlights from Nigeria or Kenya or the Ukraine or Croatia and Fun see them maker. instantaneously. Prep school one year in Toronto. He's from Africa. He's drafted, right? A little bit harder to do that yeah. in 1985 or 1990 Yeah, to find those guys. So you guys. can thank the now, homies at YouTube and Google for BYU not having as many drafts. They're picks. all accessible. <laughs> okay, Or even major Division One programs not having as many draft picks. Every school, I understand, wants to produce – 
draft picks to set up prestige and to help lure recruits and to impress them. And to make your teams better. That's and, the point, yeah, right? Yeah, to pump up a program fan base, get people excited. No, 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 to win games. That's what I'm saying. The point of playing is to win, right? Yes. If when you, you have win NBA games, draft picks, your team is you win probably games. going to be better. LSU, Ben Simmons, didn't make the tourney. He's the only good player on that team. If BYU, the, Listen, Jimmer Fredette is a first-team All-American. BYU goes to the Sweet 16. He was there is the a national correlation. player of the year. There's a correlation. Butler didn't do it with nobodies. They didn't go to two straight uh, NCAA championship games with nobodies. They went with Gordon Hayward, lottery pick, and Shelvin Mack. The, draft po- picks. the point is, for a guy from a Division One program to get drafted into the NBA, we are looking at the caliber of player that wins the National Player of the Year or is at least, at least, a Conference Player of the Year and on one of the three All-American teams. Yeah, Some of Kyle those guys don't even go. Collinsworth was a Conference Player of the Year. Wiltshire did not get drafted. I thought he'd go in the second round somewhere. Maybe he's too slow. I don't know. Pretty crazy, right? So I think that BYU can have great success and pull off some crazy NCAA tournament run without several draft picks. However, I do think Eric Mika is a legit NBA prospect the next couple of years. I think Yoli Childs is right there as well. We'll see. I, I don't see like a Nick Emery ever getting drafted. I think it would be hard for TJ House as well. Not because they aren't outstanding basketball players, but li- listen to this. okay? Compared to 10 or 15 years ago, it's so much more difficult for a college player, especially a guy from like BYU, to get into the NBA. There were 32 universities represented last night among the 60 picks. And not all of those players... That means there's a lot of foreigners. ...were Americans. Jakob Pertl, not American. Came out of Utah. DeMontis Sabonis, not American. From Gonzaga. The following schools produced draft picks. Oakland University. That's Do you in even Michigan. know where that is? It's in Michigan. Okay, you know it. Most people don't. New Mexico State. Do you even know where that is? Weber in New Mexico. State. Weber State in Utah produced another draft pick. Joe Bolenboy, BYU played against him. UNLV had two draft picks. They had trouble winning games in the Mountain West Conference last year. <laughs> I hate that. Okay, so while that <laughs> those schools produced draft picks, listen to the teams that did not, along with BYU, produce draft picks: UCLA, Texas, Florida, Stanford, Arizona, Ohio State, Wake Forest. Shut out. It's becoming more and more difficult, even for traditional elite programs, to put guys There's in the league. There's that word again. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's tough. So if BYU doesn't put a draft pick, not uh, the end of the world. Get one out there for uh, unless you know they keep the pace of every four and a half years. I'm okay with that. It's it is it is kind of rough. You look at the numbers, you're like, really, only six since '89, six. That's how it is, man. It, it's tough. It's so difficult. And think about the good players that BYU's had. And ha- has had good teams without being in the NBA. Lee Kamard, uh, sorry, drafted specifically. Brandon Davies, although he played in the league a little bit. Obviously, Jimmer, Jimmer has struggled uh, in the league but was a lottery pick. Yeah, Tyler Haas, Kyle Collins were triple-double king. So you could still have good players, have some success. But this next group, this next crop of BYU uh, guys, they're what, five or six top 100 guys? There better be one or two NBA players out of this group. In my opinion. You're hoping. Eric Mika and then TBD. But you know you got to be really, really good to crack in. 26 of the 60 players drafted last night from outside of the United States. That's almost half of the NBA draft. Yeah. Where, where, where are the foreign LDS basketball players, by the way? I've always wondered this. Where are those guys? 
conversation are, are they not out there? Because they're, they're not coming to BYU, I don't right? Know. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Why is it important for BYU basketball to produce NBA draft picks? Or is it? Interesting conversation. Up next, we'll talk BYU football with Jack DeMooney in about 15 minutes. But first, Jerem has some explaining to do <laughs> to Michael Smith. Why was the 13th pick overall left off Jerem's big board draft yesterday? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation if you feel like it, and you should. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join our ever-growing conversation. Hey, Media Day is coming up next week, less than a week away on Thursday. Web chat start at 10 Eastern time with Lauren Frankham, 11 a.m. Eastern time. State of the program, Tom Homel, the athletic director, Kalani Satake, the head coach, and others. Hosted by Dave McCann. Check it out. Noon Eastern, uh, two-hour BYU Sports Nation. We're excited. Uh, so are the uh, members of our crew in the, uh, in the production control room. PCR one, we call it. <laughs> Four PM Eastern, BYU football ninety six revisited, and then at ten Eastern, yep, there you go. They're still going. They're dancing. BYUS, it's it's June twenty fourth. That's what's up. <laughs> a ninety six special. So check it out on BYU football media day. There's a reason we only have one camera in, in the control room. We can't, and not three. We yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Was he doing the horse? What was going on there? Why is it important for BYU basketball to produce NBA draft picks? Or is it? We just went over the dynamics that are changing of the NBA draft, including 26 of the 60 picks last night, international players. Only 31 universities out of 351 Division I programs represented in last night's draft. Now, I have two thoughts on this that I didn't share in the first block. One is I don't want to avoid this conversation because it's not positive BYU. Okay, I want to have this conversation. I'm glad we're having this today. And then two, it's only two rounds. Can you imagine if the NFL draft was only two rounds? We would be having a similar conversation about BYU football. But it's seven, and so you get more guys. So you get a Ziggy and you get a Kyle Van Noy. Bronson Kafusi would not have been drafted if it was only two rounds. You know what I mean? We like want. you can be good, but still get in that league. It's it's a little different. Less players on the court. I get it. Eleven versus five and whatnot. We want it. The BYU coaches want it. The players want it for program prestige. But it's not a deal breaker in determining if a team can be good or not. Just because there are that that few there are fewer picks now and. and Imagine if the NFL had foreign, more foreign players involved. I mean, you occasionally get one like the German dude uh, drafted the Vikings. They're not invading the American space, if you will, in the draft. Nine in the NBA, they are. 9% of the Division One universities. It's everybody. It's not just an American thing, but in the NFL, it's mainly the, an American it's thing. It's numbers. There are more players, more draft picks, yes, and it is an American dominated sport but nine percent basketball global sport only nine percent of the universities in america represented in last night's draft and it's 32 i said 31 schools 32 schools had players drafted not a ton Hmm. joining byu sports nation now on the deseret first credit union hotline is michael smith a man who was drafted out of byu and in the first round mike welcome back to the show that's right. It was a first-round pick. It ended so quickly, I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember about draft tonight, Mike? Uh, oh, my gosh. So many thoughts and so many impressions going on before it ever took place. But I remember working out 
with all the teams who drafted like between 8 and 16. So that gives you some indication like where you're going to go. Those are the teams that are interested. It's pretty consistent. And uh, I really had no clue what was going to happen. So I'm a little bit out of breath. I just no, it's okay. You're feet. working out or something. It's good. Pumping iron, bro. Trying. I was. <laughs> but uh, Boston picked 13. Golden State picked 14. Denver picked 15. Oh, if memory serves, like Washington was 9. I can't remember who was 10. It was either Minnesota or New Jersey. And then Portland were kind of those in before Boston. Uh, Boston had me in for one interview. It was like they flew me out. It was an interview. They spent a day. It was not a workout. It was nothing. It was just like dinner with the coach and the GM and just kind of quick in and out. And I was like, wow, that was a waste. And, you know, they had an All-American Hall of Fame front line. And I thought, oh, they're not picking me. You know, their needs were at point guard. Dennis Johnson was 36 years old. And I thought, oh, they're taking Tim Hardaway. Well, Golden State that year played the Jazz in the playoffs, if you remember. So not only had they had me out for a workout, but during the first or second round of the playoffs, they're in Salt Lake City playing the Jazz. They had me up three different days (laughs) during their playoffs to watch film of myself, film of BYU games, film of my college all-star game. And, I mean, I met with Don Nelson. I met with everybody. I thought, they're choosing me. Like, I was, I was sure Golden State was picking me 14, and, and uh, Boston picked me 13. So <laughs> I honestly thought it would be the perfect situation because I had time to play behind a couple of Hall of Famers. But what I didn't realize is that if you don't get established in those first two years, like in your mind and everyone else's mind, you, it creates doubt. And if there's doubt, all of a sudden they start to see all the flaws and I just didn't realize that. I just I thought, okay, these guys will play three more years. I'll step right in. But you really needed to crack that lineup right away. And, and it just was the wrong team. I mean, I had Burden McHale, who played probably 42 of the 48 minutes. So if there was any time, it was like six minutes a game. In six minutes, I could get six points and two rebounds, or I could get zero and zero, depending on how the ball bounced. That, that's really how it goes. It's so fickle when you play so few minutes. We all know that. But if you play 20 minutes, uh, I think I ran the numbers one time because I was so angry <laughs> that in all the NBA games that I played 20 minutes or more, okay, all the games that I played 20 minutes or more, I averaged 16 points a game. How about so go that? Go figure that. How hmm. about that? <laughs> that's crazy. Now, now, let's just get the elephant in the room out, Okay. So yesterday, we did a fantasy draft, and Spencer's team would have smoked mine. Yeah, I was, and, I, and I picked you, Mike. I was pathetic, okay? Your daughter, Maddie, she's on our crew. She informed you of the injustices <laughs> that happened yesterday. I said that I didn't have you on my big board. Here's what happened. I took the angle of how did these guys perform in the pros? So if it was how you did at BYU, that, that was different, right? And Spencer took that angle, and that was a better angle. It really was. <laughs> So I didn't even have you on right. your big board because of the things you just mentioned, which was you didn't get much of a shot, and then you, you end up going to Spain and, and being a successful pro there. But you know what? That's my bad. I want to apologize <laughs> for not having you on my big board. That was a mistake. Jerem, uh, as I say to my eight-year-olds when they say, oh boy. I'm sorry, I say, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you? Question mark? No, I mean, 
it's it, it's so it's so difficult because I mean you look at an NBA career like I was you know the better college player than like probably all the guys you had on your board except for maybe Jimmer and Danny who had historic uh, college careers maybe Tyler Hawes if you just look at the number of games and all that but uh, I just don't think that's a true reflection you know like but then you got Fred Roberts who was let's say you know, a very good college player, not a great college player, but played 15 years in the NBA because his skill set translated to being one of those guys who could fit in on different teams. And I also think, I also think like expectations play a big part of it. So like if I had never been drafted, so let's say I was a return missionary and I played my four years at BYU and golly, I, you know, had a knee injury my senior year and nobody wanted me. But then I just showed up into somebody's camp every fall with no expectation. Nobody knew who I was. I bet I make an NBA team 15 years in a row. But because you're the highest draft pick Boston has had in years, and all of a sudden it doesn't work out and the team starts to falter and the team starts to look old, which we did. Bird and McHale and Parrish and DJ and Jim Paxson were all 31 to 36 years old, and the league was getting quicker and stronger and faster. And so I was the kind of guy who fit in with what they did in the early 80s, and now we're jumping into the 90s, and the whole league's kind of transforming into Jordan, you know, let's move quicker and play smaller, and Jordan and Pippen are the best duo instead of Magic and Kareem or Bird and McHale. It's getting quicker and more versatile. I didn't really fit into that mold what they wanted to do. So it's all, I mean, it's, it's neither here nor there. Who cares? You know, I'm 51 years old. What does it matter anymore? But <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great game. I loved every minute of it. God, do I wish I played 12 years and retired with a bank load of money? Yeah, but maybe I wouldn't have learned the lessons I've learned. Michael Smith with us on BYU Sports Nation, NBA draft pick 13th overall in 1989 to the Boston Celtics, one of the all-time scorers at BYU, and now the color analyst for the Los Angeles Clippers. Mike, you watch a lot of NBA basketball courtside, and you brought up some interesting points that I want to translate over to Jimmer Fredette specifically. He's a guy that had expectations. He was taken 10th overall by the Milwaukee Bucks five years ago, and his NBA career hasn't really panned out like he hoped or many BYU fans had hoped. Does he have a shot, or is he in a scenario kind of like you faced in Boston? Yeah, it's different, but but I guess similar in some respect. Uh, I mean, just Jimmer finds himself in a quandary where offensively he can play in the NBA, but defensively he can't guard either of those two positions. And so it's really, really hard. He has had a shot with various teams. The one shot I thought when they gave him at San Antonio, I thought, okay, they'll find a way because of the way he shoots the ball and you can put a Duncan behind him and a defensive player of the year in Ka- Kawhi Leonard on his wing and help him. But he, he I mean, I, I got nothing against Jimmer. The guy's got incredible confidence. He had a historic career. Every BYU person, you know, who's 40 and younger right now loves the guy. That's all they talk about. And it's, it's well-deserved for the run he had, the points he scored, and what he did. But sometimes your college skills don't always translate to the NBA level. And there's, you know, less-than-ideal college players who 
come out of nowhere and become great NBA players. There's such an emphasis now on length and height and quickness and speed uh, for things, you know, I wasn't really blessed with. And Jimmer kind of falls into the same suit. He's short. He's stocky. He's short arms, small hands. Those things, I mean, just look at a guy like George Hill who was the point guard for Indiana last year, who's six foot two, but his wingspan is six foot 11. I mean, mm. just consider that. Yeah, ridiculous that's numbers. The guy, the, that's a guy who would be guarding a Jimmer in the NBA. So Jimmer's shot that he got off at will in college from unbelievable range, and we know he can play because he went down into the D-League last year and lit it up. It's just a different game with the size, speed, length factor, and I feel for him. But, I mean, there's no reason he can't go play overseas, and, and I know he doesn't want to give up the dream, but, and go play for 12 years. I mean, he could score a bundle over there. The game is suited to spacing and shooting, and they don't have long athletic guards like that. They have guards of similar stature where he, his savvy and strength and shooting and intelligence will pan out. Yeah. When you look at a guy like Kyle Collinsworth, who went undrafted, that was expected uh, last night, what what would he have to do in summer league to get a shot at a roster uh, next season? You know who he reminds me of is the kid in San Antonio, Kyle Anderson, hmm. who who played at UCLA. And every time I watched him at UCLA, I thought he's too slow to play in the NBA. He'll never make it. But he's he's tall. So he's a little bit taller than Kyle, and San Antonio finds a fit for guys like that. Think of a Boris Diaw and a Kyle Anderson, and just a, a ball-moving, savvy guy with multi-skills. So there, there may be a place for Kyle. He's got to improve his shot. Like He's got to be able to stand out there and knock down a three-ball, and I don't know that that's part of his DNA. Uh, if, if it hasn't surfaced yet in four years of college that that's a reliable you know, trademark, I don't know that it will, but that's certainly, if I were he, where I'd be spending hours a day shooting threes and perfecting a shot and hiring a shot coach because the rest of the game looks like it comes easy to him. He's tough. He can jump. You know, he can pass. He can rebound for his size. He's a little bit of a tweener when you consider his speed. So he's, you know, he'd have to play small forward or shooting guard. He's not a, not a big forward in the NBA. So that shooting is like the ultimate barometer for him. I hope he gets a shot, but if not, just like Tyler went overseas and played, he could, he could do that and do it for a long time. I mean, his triple double numbers in college were impressive. Mike Smith with us on BYU Sports Nation. Mike, it's always interesting to uh, get your perspective from someone, especially who watches basically night in and night out, uh, the NBA game happening and how the dynamics translate over right now. So we'll watch Kyle closely in Summer League and see uh, if he has indeed improved that three-point shot and, and if he gets a shot in the NBA. But uh, like I said, great to have you with us. And when we meet in the future at some point, our, our paths cross, I want you to remember that I was the one that drafted you <laughs> in my fantasy basketball draft out of BYU. <laughs> Can I give you my all-time BYU five? Yes, please do. Okay, you'd have to go Kresimir Chosic at the center. Okay. I think you got to put, like, Mel Hutchins or Dick Namelka at the one. There's two of my five already. And, 
Uh-oh, Ainge at the two. Okay. You probably got to put me at the three. Uh-huh. And I'm going with Fred Roberts at the four. Okay, it's a split down the middle. Two of Jeremy's picks, two of mine. Fred Roberts did Fred not Roberts. did not get on either of our fives because too many. But I don't know well, how. Yeah, we did a draft. We didn't ju- just pick Devin five. Devin Durant off the list. Yeah, Devin Durant. Devin Durant was the next guard on my list. Jimmer Fredette's not on that team. Play, he could play two guards. So maybe I put Ainge at the one and Durant at the yeah. two. Me at the three. Fred at the four and Kressmer at the five. That is like the Warriors' death lineup right there. <laughs> That's like small ball versatility. I don't know who would guard us right there. Yeah. I don't know what college team could hang. Chosich could play one through five. Yeah, it'd be amazing. I love it. It'd be amazing. Okay, we'll we'll put out your five on uh, on social media for the world to take in. Okay, Ains one, Durant two, Smith three, Roberts four, Chosich five. All Pretty right, good. Pretty solid. Pretty good. Mike, thanks for the time, man. Okay, be nice to my daughter up there. We will, we will do that. Right. We will do great. that. Yep. <laughs> Mike Smith right, on the man. Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He's great. Uh, Clippers analyst does a fantastic job. That, that starting five is pretty good, man. Yeah, but would he have been able to draft that whole starting five <laughs> against somebody else? Yeah. Up next, back to BYU football, Jack DeMooney. Director of Player Personnel joins us. The High Energy is back in Studio B. Welcome back, sports friends, on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yo, on Media Day, uh, it's going to be awesome. There's so much programming, including three hours of BYU Sports Nation. First, a two-hour special. Uh, at noon Eastern time with Kalani Satake, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and company. And then we'll have a 96 show later on in the day. And if you watch, uh, you know, if you don't sleep and you just watch from like 6 a.m. to midnight, Couple you're going to see seven, football games. seven hours of BYU Sports Nation among the programmings. I think signing day will be uh, rebroadcast Spring as well as the morning Spring football show. special. Spring football. It's going to be awesome. Check it out. Not to mention the 1996 WAC championship game between BYU and Wyoming. Classic. Thank and goodness. At 6 a.m., there will be BYU-Miami from 1990 replayed. Good stuff, baby. Next Thursday. All sports all the time on BYU TV on June 30th. Next Thursday. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Taylor Sander and USA Volleyball are in the middle of a match with Belgium right now in Rome. They dropped the opening set but have won the second and third set, so they're up 2-1. to one. United States play Australia and Italy over the next couple of days as well. And Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays continue playing the second round of the PGA National in Bethesda, Maryland. They are on the course now through 14. Daniel Summerhays still one under, and Zach Blair is even as well. 55th and 68th respectively, so right near that cut line will keep you updated. So Daniel Summerhays would be drafted in the NBA draft because he's 55th. There's only 60. <laughs> it's just that's the cut line. Sorry. Zach Blair wouldn't make it as he of last He wouldn't night. make it, no. Joining us now, one of our favorite guests, high-energy guy, Jack DeMooney, former BYU football player and yeah. the director of player personnel back hey, nice at shirt. BYU. Yeah, nice shirt, Nice Jack. shirt. Hey, Thank hey, you very nice, much. Nice, nice shirt. shirt. Nice shirt. Yeah, wait, Spence, yeah, where's your shirt? My shirt's right here, man. Take off your shirt that you got on and put on that shirt. No, don't take off okay, your okay, shirt. Okay, okay, put it on. Yeah, right, 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 right. You right, can right. just put it over. Yeah, okay. I'm putting it on hey, right I, now. I walked in the building with this shirt. That's what I'm talking about. Knowing you were about. coming on today. That's what so. I'm talking about. Here we go. Now we all look like triplets. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. K- kind of, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's good to be here. It's good to be here. <laughs> you're a lot bigger than Jeremy and I. <laughs> is that a large or medium? This is a medium. Oh, this nice. is a schmedium. Yeah. Mine's is a, uh, <laughs> a 3X, but I, I'm good. I still look good in the 3X. <laughs> How was uh, I? I know you guys wore these shirts at the fan fest in uh, Maui, right? Yes, uh, or Laie. Yes. Yeah. How was we, that? It was great. It was great. You know, to go back to Laie, my hometown, couple of uh, Coach Kalani Sitake's hometown, and to be able to represent, you know, represent BYU was an awesome feeling. Going back home and uh, you know seeing our family and our friends, and you know we just designed these shirts just for that occasion, and you know it's been uh, it's been a real good. Who designed them? You uh, and Kalani? There or? was a it was a girl in, in in California. We went to one of our firesides. Her name she's a former uh, BYU alumni and BYU Hawaii alumni. Her name is Sherry Parker Pula. And I seen her, and I seen her design, and I was like, holy cow, that's a beautiful design. And she said, oh, I can do a design for you guys. And so she designed this. So big shout-out to Sherry Parker Pula out there in Irvine, California. When we went to our Irvine uh, Fan uh, Fest. Fest, she was there. So That's awesome. What yeah. up, Sherry? Are you always this enthusiastic? Like, are you ever not enthusiastic? Like uh, you know, uh, when are you that? tired? Yeah. Do you uh, sleep, Jack? You know, at night, I don't sleep. I sleep, I sleep uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. No, I'm just joking. No, I get, I get, I get some sleep. No, when I, by the time I get home, you know, a long day in the office, and I go and and by the time I get home and I, I sit, lay down, you know, I'm out. So, so yeah, I, I do have some sleep. I do get some sleep. But now that my wife and uh, family is here, I won't be able to get any sleep because uh, I'm going to be going here and there, here and there, everywhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been you've been living that bachelor life. For the yeah, last months, yes, right? yes. So I just got back from Hawaii last night. We, in fact, we arrived ten o'clock. Uh, this morning, I want to say a shout out to all my people in Hawaii. Sub Sports Nation in Hawaii, you know they all okay. watching on Oceanic. Well, okay. Yeah, Oceanic cable. Yeah. yeah. What has your schedule been like over the past few months in the summer? In the summer, okay. So you know, I, I'm in charge of uh, the football camps and the fan fest. So I've been planning. Me and Rusty Elevate, we've been planning for our football camps, and it's been really busy. You get into the office about eight o'clock. You plan the whole day, and you know, being that I, I didn't have my family. And Russ, you know, he, he just lives two blocks uh, away from campus. We, uh, we stay there, and we're busy just grinding away along with all the other directors, uh, just making sure that we get our, our, our schedule right and the camp ready for all these kids that are going to come in. So it's been fun, though. It's been it's fun. Living the dream. You know, every day I go to the office. Once I step in the office, I always think to myself, I have to pinch myself and say, oh, here you go, living the dream again. So yeah. that's what I'm doing, man. <laughs> from, I enjoy it. From Kahuku uh, to BYU, it's been, it's been a fun, uh, fun ride there. When, I know you can't name names, um, but the recruiting philosophy has seemed to to uh, emphasize, I guess, offering the last couple of weeks with a lot of these kids. What's it been like to bring in kids to camp and then do some heavy recruiting one-on-one with these guys? Yeah, you, you know, what's so special is when the kids come in, they see how genuine we really are and, and, and uh, how Coach Kalani, we, we, you only emulate your, your, your coach, you know, so we, we try to, to, to do the same, like, um, and he's really sincere, so we try to be sincere. And so once he gives his pitch and he talks to the kids, they, they start, they fall in love with him right away. And so, um, you know, being here, it's a lot more easier because the kids are so comfortable around us. And uh, we've been trying to get kids, uh, offer kids and try to get them committed right away. And being around Coach Sitake and a lot of the other uh, coaching staff and see how we, we operate and see how genuine we are, the kids want to be here. So it's easy for us to get a commitment from them because they see how we are. And so when we, we offer them, you know, we, we want to make sure that they're committed to BYU. You know, and, 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 you know, it's been great. What do you feel like is the best thing this coaching staff collectively has accomplished since you all got together all of, what, five months ago? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, we try to get on the same page as far as um, uh, 
making the players feel comfortable and and having the 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 same goal as far as you know what, what our goal is to try and find the best LDS athletes. So that's that's something that that we're trying to accomplish, uh, which you which we which, which you try to do. And and um, everybody's on the, the the same goal with the same you know trying to accomplish the same goal. And and when we go out. Uh, we know what we're trying to do. We know what we want. We know the athletes that we see. So everything is 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 working the way we we plan on on it working. And, and given that four months that we were here uh, with the recruits that we brought in, I think that's an amazing job. You know that that Coach Kalani and and our staff has has accomplished. Yeah, it was pretty crazy in February to see what you guys did with that short amount of time, and then we'll see what you guys do for the yeah. for the next year. Um, when you, there's a weight room. Uh, addition, uh, I guess, expansion going on. When, when is that uh, planned to be finished? It was it was scheduled to be done the ending of July, but I think it might be done in August. I think, if I'm not mistaken, but it's coming along really fast. So I think by the time we uh, we start before the season even starts, we hopefully and you know hopefully it might it might get done. So what are you most excited about? within the current state of BYU football? It could be anything. It could be the schedule. It could be the personnel, the coaches. What is it? I'm just happy to be here. You know, you know I, when, I, when I was growing up, I told myself that I always wanted to play for BYU. And so when I had the opportunity, when that offer came, I took advantage of it right away. So when me and my wife left, because we got, both got teaching jobs back in Hawaii, I always said to myself, if I come back to, to Provo, the only reason I'm coming back to Provo is that if, if I, I would be coaching on the BYU coaching staff. And, you know, here it is. So anything that falls under that, I love it, you know. So it doesn't matter what I do or what it is. I love being here. And, you know, the, the, first of all, the people is great. The people that we work with, the fans, you know, everybody that we meet out in the community, you cannot get enough of them. They're great. I love it. You know, um, uh, being around uh, the facilities and all, it's like a dream come true, especially the players. You know, we, we coach players that are, are, are very, very, you know, it's, I think it's a unique job that we have, you know, coaching these players that, that no matter who the person is or, what, or, or who the person is, they follow and they, and they listen and, 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 and they do what they're told, which, which, gonna, which is going to be a great success for us down the line. So. BYU had a long-term series uh, with Hawaii scheduled. It appears that Norm Chow didn't want to play that. Norm Chow's not with Hawaii anymore. But does BYU want to play Hawaii again yes, in the future? Yes, yes. You know, it's, it's, it's good for us as far as recruiting is concerned because we recruit a lot out of Hawaii. So being that, you know, when I was growing up, when BYU used to come in and play University of Hawaii, I used to sit in that stadium and I used to look down and when the fans used to boo BYU – that's what motivated me to, 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 to say, I'm going to play for BYU. In fact, Alema Fitzsemanu, who is now at University of Utah, he was on that, uh, that staff, I mean, on that team. When I seen him last week at a camp, I told him, I still remember when I seen you, and I seen you running on the field, and you was walking, walking around. I said, man, this guy, he motivated me. I want to come to BYU. So that, that's, how, that's what it does. So it's a plus for us to go to Hawaii because the majority of our players, uh, the, you know, they come to Hawaii. They'll come to BYU because of that game. And that's that's what I'm thinking because I was I was a, I was a part of it, that system. I mean that that uh, that game. So it, it motivated me to want to come here. The overwhelming feeling that I get in the BYU football offices is that you are business, but you but you want to have fun. Yes, and yes. that's what we're all about on BYU Sports Nation. I think you guys should be coaches with me over there. And sit down and be <laughs> so maybe the Southern Utah game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. We can we should do something. Put Sports Nation inside of the. the, the, the if, if you do one of those, I don't think Ty's going to do it because you're huddling, but one of those boards, you know, with the four things we'll yeah. on it. Hold the pictures up. We'll yeah. hold oh. the, we'll hold okay, the cool. pictures cool. up. Well, I want to be on a picture. I don't want to <laughs> hold it up. 
I work with I work with Ty on that for you yeah. guys. I put Sports Nation, then you two guys okay, up yeah, there. I work you guys with are Ty throwing passes in the offices and stuff. So yeah, it's oh, certainly, you know. Oh, see, you know, being that though, our days were long that time because. First of all, me and Ty, we didn't have our family. So we hang out at the office every day with Russ. And then we have T, Tio Fuengo, and all of us guys, we hang out at the office. But when everybody's done and we're sitting down, and I, I, I was thinking, man, I got the Heisman Trophy on the other side. I want to make him <laughs> throw a pass to me. I just told that to Russ. <laughs> Russ grabbed the camera, and he said, I'm going to put it on, on, on your camera. So that's, the rest was history, man. You know, and then all of a sudden, everybody's coming. How did you do that with Ty? I said, yeah. And, Ty, and if you don't know Ty, he's a down-to-earth kind of guy. He'll do anything. Absolutely. And so I love Ty Detmer. He's a, cool, he's, he's a real, real good guy. Jack's great to have you. Thanks for the T-shirts, by you the way. That. Yes. And uh, we look forward to game number one, which, oh, by the way, is one day closer. Countdown to the Wildcats. 71. 71 days away, Jack. 71. Here we oh, go, nice. BYU. 71. Oh, how you, I did it the wrong way. It wasn't Usain, right? I was like, are you doing up. Usain Bolt? Oh. No, you're dabbing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here yeah, you can put the two together. She got. <laughs> hey, we made something you up. Yeah, BYU fans. Yeah, we need to come up with a it's name the, for that. Yeah, let's call it lightning, uh, lightning Dab. The Lightning Dab. The right, Lightning no. Dab. <laughs> BYU oh Lightning goodness. Dab. You got it. Put it on a shirt, BYU Jack Bookstore. Jack or, the, or the Jack, Jack Dab. Dab. Yeah. Yeah. Jack I love it. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Up next on BYU Sports Station, we dive into the Twitter question and your responses. Is it important for BYU Hoops to have draft picks? You decide. More Jack DeMooney, please. Yeah. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan recuperating in Studio B Dude. after another interview with Jack DeMooney, where he he just uh, have we have we patented it yet? I don't know. Patent pending. <laughs> patent patent pending. Patent pending. The, the, light, De, the, the DeMooney dab or the lightning? I dab? I like the lightning dab. The lightning dab. Yeah, that that's funny. <laughs> Combining Usain Bolt. And, the, and dab. the dab. The dab. Come on, the dab's gone. It's all. It's past. But the lightning the dab lightning is dab. in, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> here, here it is. We're watching a replay of the lightning dab on BYU TV. We will tweet this out at BYU Sports Nation. That's the first time we've done a replay oh. on BYU Sports Nation. A replay yeah, of something that just replay. happened. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we need to do this more often. Do we need it's, it's on the radio, so the radio <laughs> listeners are like, "Hey, I can't I, say, I it. see it." Anyway, check it out. On Usain Bolt. He, like, points to the sky, right? Yes. And then you come down and do the dab. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I love Jack DeMuni. Can oh, we have him on every week? He is so fantastic. Can we do that? Is he that busy? He will be uh, affiliated with what we do on Media Day. In some aspect, we need more Jack DeMuni. We'll just bring him in. Yeah, just the, we'll just have him as the hype man, man. He's got to be in our <laughs> crew. Go! We need him in our crew, man. <laughs> the Supercast is next Thursday with Jack oh. DeMuni and company. Kalani Sitake, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and more. Check it out. Starts with the webcast in the morning. Jason Shepard, social media correspondent, Lauren Frankham on web chats. Uh, Dave McCann uh, hosting a bunch of shows. We've, we've got uh, shows as well. So check it out. Supercast next Thursday. You can see why recruits like this coaching staff because the personalities fun. are fun. They fun. are enormous. It's not fun. Why are you doing it? Yes. Also, he brings us T-shirts. So we also, like Also, he brings us stuff. Yeah, he bears <laughs> gifts. Our Twitter question today has absolutely... I already had that shirt, though. Yeah. Shoot. Well, it's silver. These are silver. Yours has white. So you have a different version. You can have two different versions, Jerem. There you go. Didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. These, yeah, and these, these T-shirts are... Uh, they were made for the Hawaii Fan Fest. 
Pretty Specifically. cool. Pretty cool stuff. Our Twitter question today has absolutely nothing to do with football, but that's okay. It's coming off of the NBA draft last night. Why is it important for BYU basketball to produce NBA draft picks? Or is it? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At Brute DR. Branding and recruiting, same as football. Each graduate that has success at the next level makes us more attractive. Certainly there is that, it's a recruiting that idea. Yeah. Like, hey, we, we can help get you to the NBA. The problem is now... Now with the international thing taking over, 20, 26 picks, 26 international picks out of 60 last night. It's so harder and needs harder. to get international guys. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah. Sabonis, I'll uh, Utah, right? yes. Maybe. It's not been Dave Rose's philosophy to get too many international guys. Granted, that might be the theme, though. As an assistant coach, he was involved in getting Rafael Araujo here. Top 10 pick. Bust, but he was a top 10 pick nonetheless. St. Mary's, Patty Mills from Australia. Okay, yeah. Australia is where it's at, by the way. Andrew Bogan Jeez. from Australia. Della Vadova from Australia. Della Vadova. Yeah. We had to bring his name up on here. Jeez. At BYU Teddy Bear 89. It's as important as the national championship. Whoa. It's a great goal in achieving it with help the program, but we can live without it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Because BYU's not playing for the national championship gotcha. in most sports, right? Okay. So it's, it's important. In hoops, you're playing for like the conference title and like the Sweet 16. It's a goal. It's, it's a comparative goal to playing for the national championship. Like it's – it's National championships further out there it's than the out draft, there. though. Yeah, I get it. You cross that it's threshold at some point. Yes, yes. At PWNR1019, it makes others see BYU as a relevant program. A lot of people think no draft picks, no talent. Well, are these? Here's the thing: Are no, these people no. thinking? Well, Florida didn't have any draft picks, no talent. Texas didn't have any draft picks, nope, no talent. Yeah, UCLA that, didn't have draft picks, no talent. These programs got shut out just like BYU. Yeah. They, yeah. It's what level of talent. Listen, it's BYU. You get good players. Do great players come here? Typically not. You get the good ones. Every once in a that while. That can develop into great. Jimmer was like a two-star uh, recruit. Do you know where Danny Ainge is from? Isn't he from Medford, Oregon? Like this small area, right? He wasn't like a five-star coming out. Ended up being an NBA All-Star. Dennis Pitt, a walk-on. Kyle Wilcher didn't get drafted out of Gonzaga. Kyle he- Wilcher, he played at Kentucky. Won a national championship there. Went to Elite Eights with Gonzaga. Anyway. Cougars in action on the court in Rome, Italy. What's that all about? Part of the Cougar Rip Around next. BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. Presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Volleyball. Taylor Sander and Team USA are in the middle of a match with Belgium right now in Rome. The U.S. leads 2-1 but is down 15-12 in the fourth set. The U.S. plays Australia and Italy the next two days in World League play. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair and Daniel Summers continue play in the second round of the PGA National in Bethesda, Maryland. Your live update includes this. Daniel Summerhays, two under through 15. He's tied for 42nd. Zach Blair is one under on 15, tied for 54th. Football. Brigham Young and Fresno State are in final negotiations to play at the Oakland Coliseum, home of the A's and the Raiders, in November of 2017. That according to a document from the Board of Commissioners for the Coliseum. Men's basketball. The NBA draft held last night. 60 picks have come and gone. West Coast Conference Player of the Year Kyle Collinsworth not drafted, though he has worked out for 26 NBA teams and is expected to play a lot in the NBA Summer League somewhere. 
Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman of the Tennessee Smokies. Remember, he was on the temporary uh, inactive list. Mm-hmm. Well, he's uh, active now. He went two for four <laughs> last night and had two home runs. Oh, okay. Two RBIs and a stolen base. Welcome back. Yeah. Track and field. The U.S. Junior Championships for track and field begin today. The Cougars have three athletes competing. Connor Ross running in the 1500. Lauren Ellsworth in the 800. And Baba Tamiwa Adegoke. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed Woo! it. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, Baba Tomiwa. In the long jump. <laughs> I do want to mention, uh, I was texted, Danny Ainge is from Eugene, not Medford. Not Medford. He's from Eugene. But not a huge difference, okay? <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. And you need the most DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Oh, Jacob Hanneman for uh, becoming active and hitting two homers. And for you for nailing Baba Tomiwa Adegoke. <laughs> Thank hard you very name, much. A great Twitter question that, uh, or a great Twitter comment that came up from at Still Team Riley. He said, The NBA draft is like wearing white pants. It's great if you have the mad skills to make it happen, but only 1% will. Yeah, you're wearing white pants. I today, just so happen so, to have white pants on yeah, today. Yeah. So BYU Sports Nation asked, is that a compliment or a shot at Mr. White Pants Spencer <laughs> Linton? You you be the judge of that. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day answering today's question: Why is it important for BYU basketball to produce NBA draft picks, or is it? At He Man underscore Hyde says, "Will you guys ask Jack if he would come be my life coach?" The answer is yes. Thanks to Michael Smith, Jack Demuni, and everyone on our crew. I didn't really answer the question, but <laughs> who cares? Yeah, it's Friday, it's whatever. Friday, it's Friday. White pants, man. Woo! For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Garner Meads. We are back to work on Monday. The lightning dab. Ah!